أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض وَإِنَّ بُدُومَ فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوْ تُخْفُوهُ يُحَاسِبُكُمْ بِهِ اللَّهُ فَيَغْفِرُ لِمَن يَشَاءُ وَيُعَذِّبُ مَن يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا إليه من ربه والمؤمنون كل عامن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله لا نفرق بين أحد من رسله وقالوا سمعنا وعطعنا خفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا حسأها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اقتسبت ربنا ولا تحاملنا ربنا ولا تواخذنا إن نسينا أو وحكعنا ربنا ولا تحاملنا من ما لا ولا تقتلنا عبيه وعفونا واغفر لنا ورحمنا أنت مولانا فانسرنا على القوم الكافرين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله السمد لم يلد ولم يلد ولم يقل الله كفوا أحد صدق الله العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم In the in the the core in the center of a human being, there's a constriction or a tightness that you could call nafs, <coughs> or ego. It is this idea that you exist separately from the world. Clearly, the, the, the experience that you exist separately from the world is factually false because you're completely constituted by the world. There's nothing that is inside you that has not come from outside you. In that sense, the world is a streaming through you that you aren't separate from the world, you are one with the world. 
this is not just um, in a philosophical sense, this is in a very real practical, physical sense. So, <clears throat> our experience of living, of being alive as separate individuals, um, is an illusion. It's a necessary illusion because the human being is a very peculiar creature. The human being cannot exist without that illusion. <clears throat> because that idea that you exist as a separate being from the world, as a subject, as opposed to the objective world that you see, is actually the root rule for all language. And language gives us the capacity to communicate and to collaborate with other human beings, to cooperate with other human beings. And without human beings cooperating, a next generation is impossible. If we don't teach children language, then we won't reproduce as a, as a species. We're a very peculiar species like that. We can only continue staying alive by the illusion that we exist as separate <coughs> entities and as separate beings. This experience of existing as separate beings <coughs> is also, in a sense, the key condition from which all other suffering comes. If you truly experienced that there was a continuity or a oneness that flows through you, then death cannot be a threat. It is the metaphor of the drop in the ocean that we're so familiar with. The, the, the drop cannot be threatened by the ocean because it's the same stuff. And insofar as that, in a sense, all fear is a fear of annihilation or death, all fear is then rooted in this both blessing, our separate sense of self, which makes us possible to collaborate with other human beings, and our curse, because it's the, the first condition of our suffering. One way of the innumerable ways you can explore this path that we're on. The path of the human being, not just this path of Tassel, but the path of the human being who is incrementally trying to escape their experience of alienation, the experience of existing as a separate being. is to understand the conditions under which this, this sort of central knot in the chest, this constriction in the chest, which is the core from which all other sense of separation develops. This knot can be relaxed. It can let go. This practice is peculiar because it can actually create the conditions where that little knot in the chest lets go. It gives up. It relinquishes control. 
it relaxes. For that to happen, you need to do this peculiar mix of the discipline of the dhikr, as we do, the movement, the appropriate movement, but at the same time, an abandonment into it. You abandon yourself into it. You abandon your breath into it. Isn't it interesting that all language is an interference with breath? You couldn't articulate anything if you didn't on an ongoing basis somehow interfere with the air coming out of your, your lungs. So, all language is an interference with breath. In that sense, all language is, is a kind of an unnatural thing. So, if, you, if you're going to pursue your liberation, pursue your liberation from the, this condition that keeps you stuck in the sense of being the small being that exists contrary to the world, a good place to start is to work with your breath. And a good place to start is to exercise an unfettered breath, an unchained breath, a letting go breath, which is really what the Hadra achieves. So you, are, you must understand that these practices that we do, clearly there's barakah, and clearly there's benefit, and clearly there's sawab, just for repeating the things that we repeat. La hay. Allah's the living. But there's a second level at which these, these practices work, which is a level at which actually works with the physiology of our alienation. That's why it is useful to do the dhikr properly. That's why it is useful to cast yourself into this ocean. To let yourself go into this ocean. Any person who's done a hadra with commitment, like we've done this evening, doesn't feel the same afterwards as they did before. Because some of the constriction in the chest is gone. They've literally pumped it out. That's the effect of the Hadra then problem. May Allah grant his nearest to him. May Allah grant his annihilation in him. May Allah grant his death before we die. In Allah, O Malaikatu, you see, O Nabi, Ya, you are living Amen, you salu alayhi wa sallam, you taslima. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Abdika wa Rasulika Nabiyina wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim taslima. Subhana Rabbika Rabbi Izzati Amma Yasifun wa salam. Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>